We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. Welcome. Our podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company. They are a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support the members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits to them. Do not wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each and every month with our coffee club, the coffee that gives back. Hello, we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those western hunters and then it's really simple to lock back in place roll those blades up and then it's a click and another click on the other side it's completely set in will not prematurely deploy will not rattle free solid containment 100 percent deployment every time so we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time so that's what's new for vip this year Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on, the Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape, and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. 
All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. Am I waiting for your cue? <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Bucks America podcast. This is the bonus episode about cooking. I'm your host, Jeff Vance. And today we are going to talk with several folks from the Forgotten Trails Outdoors. But uh, the one that's going to take over the spotlight is Caroline. She's got some fantastic recipes. She has a fantastic recipe that she shared that she wants to provide for us on the on the podcast here. And I'm going to let her take it over so this way then she can start to finish and how she stumbled upon it, how she created it, or if she found a fantastic idea out of a cookbook. So, Caroline, go ahead and take this, take, take this away. Okay, so recently I got into duck hunting. It's something I've always wanted to do. Um, my dad did it forever growing up, and I never really just was able to get into it until I got into um, these guys with FTO. Um, and I successfully got my first duck this year. So, um, me being an avid, um, I guess chef, um, amateur chef, I, we grew up cooking everything homemade in my family. Um, I was getting really picky with how I wanted to cook this duck. I know I've never cooked duck before. I was a little intimidated. I know you don't want to overcook it. Um, I looked at probably 20 different recipes. I mean, I looked at Steve Vanilla's recipes. Um, but there was never anything that was, um, specific enough. Um, everything just kind of said, check the temperature, check it to when it's done. Um, just cause there was, there was never really a set time or a set temperature to, um, where people cook their wild duck at. Um, so I feel like this is a foolproof, um, wild duck recipe. Um, it's really simple. Um, and the key is brining. Um, I think, Brining any wild game um, can save you a lot of trouble in the end or trouble that you might be anticipating with how you cook your your meat. Um, so essentially, um, we plucked the duck whole, um, cleaned it. Um, I made a brine. It was eight cups, eight cups of water, a third a cup sugar, brown sugar, a third a cup of salt. Um, I put in some fresh ginger, some orange and lemon peel, um, some soy, and the secret ingredient, I like to think it's a secret ingredient because I've never seen it used in a brine before, um, liquid smoke. Um, I'm not sure the type of liquid smoke. Um, they got mesquite, you know, applewood, they got all kinds. But um, I think any liquid smoke would be great in this. I think I used about a quarter cup. It was a, it was a generous amount, um, and I also used a little bit of white wine. Um, so I let that uh, brine, I think I put some garlic and other seasonings. You can really put whatever you want in it, but um, this, as long as you have, you know, that salt, sugar, um, and uh, uh, liquid smoke, I think those are kind of the staples of this recipe, and then you can really tweak it however you want. Um, so I let it brine um, for 24 hours. Um, I took it out. Uh, I let it sit at room temperature, um, and this is key, I know to cooking any meat, you want to let it sit at room temperature. Some people say, you know, let it sit out for 30 minutes at room temperature. That's not going to get it to room temperature. If you can really set aside the time to get something to room temperature, you want to let it sit out, I think, me personally, for like two hours. Um, so this this duck was about a pound and a half. 
Um, and it had a little bit of fat on it. Um, so I put a light coating of, uh, oil on the outside of it. Um, I preheated the oven 425. And now, um, the other thing with preheating ovens, after your oven's preheated, you want to wait probably an additional 10 minutes. Um, just cause most ovens actually aren't up to temperature when it's, even when it says it's preheated. So you want to make sure it's fully to that temperature. Um, and a lot of people cook their dime, their, their, dime, their duck, um, in the oven at very high temperatures. Um, we don't have a very great oven, um, especially, uh, at high temperatures. It doesn't cook well at high temperatures. So I was trying to look for, um, the lower temperature recipe. Um, 425 was perfect. Um, I kind of, I put the duck on like a little piece of foil to kind of raise it up a little bit. Um, in a, uh, just kind of like in a meatloaf cheap glass, uh, pan and put it in the oven. Um, I think I checked it probably like three times. Um, but I swear that the, because of the brine, um, you don't have to worry about overchecking the duck. I mean, I encourage you to check it, but not too much. Mm -hmm. Um, but don't be afraid of overchecking it because this duck is going to stay juicy no matter what. Um, I, had it in at 425 for 20 minutes. Um, and it was perfect. Um, even the outer edges that were more cooked, like pretty well done. And people say when you cook duck well done, it's like kind of livery, um, okay. and all, like an off putting taste. I didn't think so at all. It had a little bit of like an irony flavor, but I, I swear that brine just takes away any error that you could do with cooking a wild duck. Um, it honestly, if I gave it to my mom. She doesn't like wild game meat. She thought it was prime rib, beef prime rib. Um, it was unbelievable. The skin was like Thanksgiving turkey skin, but like a thousand times better. It was amazing. Um, I swear it's it's all in the brine. That's pretty much that's pretty much it. It's it's foolproof. Foolproof. I'm telling you. So then you just kind of ad libbed what you what you what you found. Yeah. Yeah, there was just so many recipes, and none of them were similar. I mean, there was like cook at five hundred, cook at three seventy five. Um, a lot of them didn't have brine, like they didn't have the size of the duck, um, and it like almost none of them said uh, had time limits. Okay. Um, some of them had time lim limits depending on the size of the duck, the type of the wild duck, because that matters too. Um, okay. But this was a pound and a half mallard. Okay. Now, uh, was it, would you cook the whole bird or just the breast meat? The whole bird. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Now, what did you pair? What did you pair that up with? Honestly, you know what? I don't. I don't know what I had that day. I was just cooking the duck. I was so focused on the duck and uh -huh. like trying to come up with a solid recipe. That's all I ate. I just had the meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. Uh, that sounds like a fantastic, delicious item there. And the nice thing is, it's like it's already on you guys. In, uh, Instagram page, so I'm just going to grab some of that information there and then put it in the post when it comes out on Friday, next Friday. So this way it'll be out there for everybody to enjoy. Uh, thank you for that increment. Is there anything else you wanted to include that we may have uh, forgotten to just remember? Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. I know a lot of uh, wild duck recipes. Um, I really wanted to make Steve Rinella's apple chutney that he does with Ooh, his yum. wild duck, but... I didn't want to like put too much effort into other things in case it didn't mm -hmm. come out good, you know? True, true. So, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Well, that's a fantastic recipe then. And thank you, Car- 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 uh, Jesus, Caroline here. Uh, is there anything else anybody else would want to include? Any other recipe? Does anybody else have a recipe they want to share? I- I'd like to issue something to your listeners, Jeff. Um, okay. Growing up, my uh, my great aunt, my grandmother's sister, would make duck blood soup. Interesting. Um, if you have a recipe for it, hit us up. I'd love to make it. Um, according to my my grandmother, you can't use wild duck uh, blood. I have no idea why. Um, she said only you can only do it from a butcher. All right. Interesting. Um, so if anybody knows anything about that, hit us up. Or if you have a recipe for duck blood soup, hit us up. I'd love to make it, uh, you know, one time. I think that's a fantastic question to leave off of there. Well, thank you, everybody, for being on the podcast. I appreciate all you guys for being on here. And uh, I'm looking forward to this again. I had a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks FTO, for having thank us. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are very welcome. And uh, everybody, thank you for joining another episode of Bucks America Podcast. Please go out, rate, review us. If you hate me, if you like me, either way, I appreciate the criticism or the what I could do better. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in.